Welcome to the Become New.me podcast with John Ortberg. Passage to Wisdom, Episode 14, You Are Not Your Brain. Hey, this is John Ortberg, and we're talking about passages to wisdom, looking at great thoughts by great thinkers. Now, one of the great thinkers of all time was the Apostle Paul. And speaking of thoughts, one time when he was writing to church at Corinth, in the second letter that he wrote in the 10th chapter, he says, take every thought captive to Christ. How many thoughts is every thought? Well, of course, that's every thought we ever have. How many thoughts do we have? That's kind of an interesting question, and it turns out to be tricky to quantify. There was a study done fairly recently up in Canada that suggests that the average person has about 6,200 thoughts per day. They actually track, when they're doing brain imaging studies, what they call thought worms, kind of a disgusting metaphor, but they say it's somewhere in that neighborhood. There was a study done uh, earlier by the National Science Foundation in the U.S. that found that the average person has, they said, between 12,000 and 50,000 thoughts a day. And it may simply be that if you're Canadian, you have many fewer thoughts each day than Americans do. That would explain a lot. But regardless, we have tons of thoughts. Mahali Csikszentmihalyi, the the, uh, researcher who does all the work on flow, says that our brains are able to process about 130 bits of information per second. And how many of those uh, equal a thought is difficult to say, but real clearly, you have a lot of thoughts. How are you supposed to take them all captive to Christ? If we think of that as something that we're supposed to do by willpower, like our mind is this giant... um, jail cell and there's 6,000 or 30,000 thoughts every day that we're trying to hold at gunpoint in there. Don't get away. Don't go off on the wrong track. That's exhausting. It will never work. So Paul says uh, another bit of hope, another bit of possibility for us that makes it look very different. In his first letter to the Church of Corinth, he says, we have the mind of Christ. Now, what would it be to be what would it be like to be operating not on my life that's constantly generating thoughts that are deceptive or filled with anxiety or brooding or envious, but to have a mind that is full of love and joy and peace? Man, would that be good? So, uh, beginning today, we're going to be looking at another book. It's very different. We looked at Lou Smead's memoirs. My God and I hope you went through that. We looked at Dostoevsky's Crime and Punishment, one of the most profound books of all time. Now, the book I want to begin looking at today is one that has been outside of the Bible, kind of a Bible for me over the last couple of years. And I have needed it, not because my mind is in such great shape, but because my mind on its own by myself has just been such a mess. John Milton wrote in Paradise Lost that the mind is a place in itself and can make a hell of heaven or a heaven of hell. And the mind is a place. My mind is a place. And my mind is a place that can get real messed up on its own and that's needed lots and lots of help. And it's been terribly tempting for me to run on a default mode in my mind and to be filled primarily with anxiety and with anger. I have lived and still have to live with a lot of uncertainty. I just found out that November 17th is National Uncertainty Day. Didn't know that before. 
And of course, anxiety thrives on uncertainty because anxiety is oriented towards the future. And it wants us to uh, try to conjure up different scenarios. One of the studies a guy named Robert Lehi did on anxiety found that uh, uh, when they look at people's thoughts, 85% of our thoughts are negative. So now you think of your 12,000 thoughts a day or 50,000 thoughts a day or even your 6,000 if you're just kind of a slow Canadian. What is it like to have 85% of those be negative? And Lehi found 91% of the things that we worry about do not come true. You had folks that have uh, what's called generalized anxiety disorder. My daughter, Laura, who talks about this quite a lot, says even the sound of it makes her feel anxious. Gad, egad. Uh, people would write down for a month things that they were worried about. 91% of the things that they were worried would happen did not happen. And worry always tries to make us think that worry will be productive, that worry will solve our problems, that worry will ward off damaging or difficult situations. And of course, it does none of those things. The only thing that worry is good at is breeding more worry. But we have the mind of Christ. We are to take every thought captive, not by an exertion of enormous willpower, examining a thought at a time, but by learning to grow into the mind of Christ. So the book that has been enormously helpful to me is by Jeffrey Schwartz, and it's called You Are Not Your Brain. And in it, uh, he walks through some exercises that have been really helpful. So I want to talk about a few of the key concepts, but then really invite us each day to spend a few moments exercising our minds. And we do this together with God. So um, there won't be homework around this. You can do some if you want to, but in the time that we'll spend, we'll actually invite God to begin the process of giving us the mind of Christ, because this is something that we're to ask for, but we're not passive in this. And one of the problems in our day is because of technology, we have outsourced the management of consciousness in ways that nobody else in human history has been able to. So our ability to manage our minds, to direct that flow of conscious thoughts and desires is, is arguably weaker than it's ever been before. Now, in this book, Jeffrey Schwartz points out that our great problem is uh, that our brains constantly bombard us with what he calls deceptive brain messages. That is, thoughts that are very often not true. I'm not worthy. I'm not adequate. Something bad is going to happen. Uh, some person does not like me. I am in big trouble. And the primary characteristic of a deceptive brain message, as we've talked about before, is not just that it's not true. Technically, logically, it might not be inaccurate, but it always wants to pull me in a bad direction. It always wants to have produce unhealthy cravings, desires, patterns, habits in my life. And so where developing the mind of Christ or taking thoughts captive begins is by actually listening to myself and recognizing, as Jeffrey Schwartz puts it, you are not your brain. Jeff's an interesting guy. We've had a couple of conversations and uh, he grew up in a pretty non-religious background. Uh, he was Jewish by background for about 30 years he was uh, more or less a practicing Buddhist, and that's part of why he's deeply familiar with mindfulness. And we'll talk about that as we go along, too. And then he met Jesus, 
And in fact, uh, this book is uh, dedicated to folks at Pacific Crossroads Church, church that was very uh, formative for him. And uh, one of the most important distinctions in the book and for you and me is that you are not your brain. That's a thought that lots of neuroscientists in our day dispute. Jeffrey began studying obsessive compulsive disorders partly to demonstrate that the mind is not the brain. Those obsessive compulsive thoughts are very often generated by our brain, but the mind is able to focus awareness and to actually rewire our brain. Separating your identity, your true self from the deceptive brain messages and unhealthy habits is critical, Jeff says. So we'll take a moment right now to listen to our thoughts. I wanna invite you right now to close your eyes, relax your body, relax your shoulders, invite Jesus into this moment. He is right here with us. Jesus, we wanna have your mind. And then take a deep breath in. And then a deep breath out. And in this moment, just simply be aware of your breath. God is the one that gives us that spirit breath. We breathe in. and breathe out. And then what I want to invite you to focus on in these few moments is the thoughts that come. Because very probably, probably uh, as you are just trying to focus on God's gift of breath spirit to you, thoughts will come about what you have to do or haven't gotten done, about a problem, about somebody you're mad at, something that you're afraid of. When that thought comes, just note it. You can just say thinking in your mind and then let it go. Bring your awareness back to God being with you. Breathe in. Breathe out. Now the goal of this exercise, and you can do it a little bit longer if you would like, is just to become aware of those anxious, repetitive, burdensome, uh, AWOL thoughts that get in the way of you and God. And as we become aware of them, as we actually listen to ourselves and just simply note them, don't try to fight them, we will be able to begin to let go of them and hand them over to God. So today, just listen to yourself. The mind is a place of its own. God, would you give us the mind of Christ? And we'll keep learning about this. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for joining us. Receive alerts for new episodes by texting the word BECOME to the number 56525 or invite a friend by sharing the link becomenew.me.